0: Hello and welcome to Imperfect Parenting podcast. We are here again, you and I. We're just hanging out. We're back, looking into each other's your eyes. Your favorite thing, uh huh. <laughs> <do> with me <laughs> and Ashley, who's here.
1: Ashley's here as well.
0: So you know, hi Ashley.
1: She's just <laughs> hello. She said she's just making it work. <laughs> she. Is. This wouldn't happen without her. It's true. Being here, mm-hmm. which leads me to just reminds me of that's it. Seth Dahl's favorite part of this podcast, oh, Okay, the memes. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know how you got there.
1: I tried to make a cool segue. It didn't work. It but didn't work. You didn't work good. with me. You're supposed right. to help me. Well, it
0: didn't make sense.
1: It's too late. Don't worry about it.
0: I, okay, well.
1: So here we go. Mm-hmm. Meme time. Yep. You should go look at this one because it's clever. Um, the I'm going to read the words first and then describe the picture. Okay. It says, please hold my hand and walk next to me. That's the parent. Every parent says this at some point especially when crossing the street, uh-huh. but often when the child's throwing a fit, having a hard time, skips the picture that says the kid. And the picture is these <laughs> very amazing ice figure skaters, uh-huh. looks like. Except what's happening is there's there's the man who's kind of upright with the woman who's almost vertical yes. on the ice. looks like he's dragging her along. A little bit. And oh. if you've ever parented a toddler,
0: uh-huh.
1: you've experienced this <laughs> where it feels like Went from walking along holding your hand to I feel like I'm dragging you because uh-huh. you are throwing a fit, having a hard time.
0: Or you want the flower that we walked
1: past.
0: <laughs> or you thought you saw a gum or piece candy and you're now are tr- acrobatically trying to reach backwards. Or that, you know, when you do one, two, three and they jump and you swing up in the air. And okay, there's well, always fun. But there's only one parent mm-hmm. that doesn't really work. <laughs> and that's kind of what that reminds me of. All those things. Of. You know, your kid thinks that you're doing it and your arm's just being yanked out of your socket. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, that's kind of how that one goes. But yeah, so there's our meme yep. for you, your enjoyment. Uh, we had a lot of questions that came in. Uh, if you've been listening to this month, it, we released the conference uh, pre recorded ones that we did with Seth, and we had two, which was fun. And we did some questions, but we didn't get to all of the questions. And so we thought we'd make this one answering all the questions that, or as many of them, yeah, that we had left over from the conference that we couldn't get to. So Seth's not here, so you just have the two of us. You're just gonna have to trust us, and we're gonna jump into questions.
1: That's it. Cool. So it's kind of a, another continuation of the conference. Uh, yes. So as Brie we're just said, celebrating the conference. We are. If you've
0: gotten my book, I will just do. Selfish plug right here. If you got my book from Amazon or Audible, yes. you, you could give me a review if you like it. I mean, I'd I love to know if you like it. I do look at them occasionally. So,
1: we like lots of stories. Or the
0: podcast. If you like the podcast, mm-hmm. you should also review the podcast and give the five stars. As Lincoln says, five, ten stars or two thumbs up. Or I don't remember what he says in my book, how he says it. It's like
1: 10. Truth, I don't know. He, it's something, something like encouraging.
0: It's something uh, ten out of ten recommend. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. So if you give a ten out of ten recommend, we'd love for you to help and, us out. And
1: to our faithful listeners who've been here long before I was mm-hmm. on Back Coffee at, Kids and Crazy Old every School parenting. with Derek. Yep. This has been growing too. Mm-hmm. The numbers are going up. So we're we're there's people listening, enjoying mm-hmm. this. It's
0: fun. It's been fun.
1: Let us know. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so, first question. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask it and then you okay. or we can answer it.
0: Um, we should do it together.
1: Hi there. That's how Hi. it starts. how are you? <laughs> Whoever you are that wrote this question. <laughs> your input on an alternative to how many times to ask your child to do something. So, yes. you know, every parent's experienced that. I asked you once, I asked you twice, I asked you again, thrice, four. Do the
0: dishes, yep. do, the dishes do the dishes, do the dishes, do the dishes, did you do the dishes? Yeah,
1: um, I mean... You're about to start singing there.
0: No, we had a hard <laughs> stop. I, I I mean, this is where I say, you know, I give clear expectations. The other day I had a meeting and the dishes needed to be done, and I said, I just want you to know that when I come back down, I expect the dishes to be done because it, it was kind of like... Um, Everyone could see them, but somehow the children forget that that's their responsibility. And I came back down and they were done, which is great. I have had times where I come back down and they're not done. And I just do them and I say, no problem. And then I trade them chores. So that's one way, um, which can work. Sometimes that's not an option for parents, I think. The other thing I like to do is I like to have conversation is how do you think it feels when I ask you to do the dishes and you don't do them? Or I feel like I have to ask you over and over again, do you think that I'm experiencing you as respectful or not? What message do you want to send to me? Um, How could you send that message differently? I ask questions at that point to kind of give some feedback as this is not fun. And then sometimes I use examples like what if you told me you were hungry for dinner and I heard you, but then I didn't do anything. And then you came and asked me again, are we doing dinner? And be like, yeah, I didn't do anything. I mean, not that they couldn't feed themselves, but you know, I'm usually making dinner for everybody. I said that would that feel disrespectful, if I say I'm going to do it and then I don't do it and I don't do it and I don't do it. I said, that's the experience. Um, And as they get older, you can have a little bit more dialogue. And it's not, I would say, away from lecturing where uh, the lecture starts to happen when you are not asking questions but just telling. So I would invite questions. That's usually an indicator. Am I lecturing or or am I asking good questions? Um, So those are my thoughts on that, uh, first off.
1: I I think the thing I would just add to encourage parents and remind parents is to have a plan. Mm -hmm. So there's probably that certain chore that they often avoid where you feel like it's your job to remind them. And I would go with a plan on, okay, if I'm not going to keep asking them, what's my plan on the other side of a choice, on the other side of a question? Mm -hmm. So if I give them a choice, like, hey, do you want to finish the dishes or should I? No, no problem because I have a plan. I know what happens now if you decided that. I go do your dishes and then we trade chores later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they may be upset and whatever, but I have a plan, which is very different to my only plan is you do the dishes. Yeah. And so I just keep asking you so this plan gets completed. Yeah. And I'm exhausted, mad, frustrated, and in this constant washing machine cycle.
0: Mm-hmm. Another great one is feel free to – yeah video games, as play outside, as. go see your friends, watch TV, get a snack, yeah. as soon as blank is done.
1: If you're not driving right now, you should write that one down. If you yeah. are driving, take a mental note. <laughs> yeah. Feel free, Feel free to, to. Yep. As soon as.
0: That is. That's helpful. That's what we love. Yep. Okay. Next. Next question. How do you balance parenting and career? Ben, how do you do it? Carefully. Carefully. We might I, need more than that.
1: <laughs> it's a balancing act. I think the thing for me is, um, I can't think of his name right now, the guy who wrote Boundaries. Townsend? Not Henry Cloud, Townsend. I think. He wrote a book on really needs, but he uses his word, and it's, it's not his word, but he just really dug into it about um, learning to attune to the people around you I think that's that's the thing that I've I've worked on and and tried to get better and better at over the years. It's learning to attune to my children and my wife. On um, that's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you know, there, there's things that I'm doing on purpose. There is boundaries I'm setting in place to protect family time, to protect even career. You know, because that that can go the, the other way as well. Is I give all my time to family, mm-hmm. and then work starts to suffer. So, so, so there is this balance. But the thing for me is actually learning to attune while I'm doing all the things, protecting, driving them to their sports things and youth group and all that. I'm attuning to how are you doing? What do you need? Where are we at? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I essentially just t- taking the temperature mm-hmm. throughout the week um, to check in to see is there something you're needing from me that I'm either unaware of or I'm missing
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I don't actually check in.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I would say that question is, "What do you need?" Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times where you have a more social calendar than I do, typically, and um, so, <clears throat> so uh, your you will have different things happening in the evenings, and the kids will say to me like, "Where's Dad? Mm-hmm. When is he coming home? Where's he been?" And it's in those moments I get to give feedback. Like, hey, I don't know if you realize, but the kids have noticed that you've been gone four nights in a row. <laughs> Dang it! And the adjustment is usually okay. What can I do tonight? And what can I do to protect so that doesn't happen two weeks in a row? Sometimes you know it's work stuff, or it's stuff that's great for you and that you need for your sanity. And I'm all for it. And sometimes the kids just have to absorb it, and it's going to be okay because they didn't have anything for those four nights, you know, it, it just ebbs and flows, but the adjustment would be, okay, I can't continue this pattern, um, because it will impact my relationship. And that's the thing that I want to protect the most is my relationship. So my, my response to this is, you know, as a working mom, I had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday and she's a, uh, executive pastor and travels and speaks and she was texting me asking how the book's going and different things and so we're talking back and forth about different stuff that are coming up for me you know more activity than i normally have as far as speaking and events and and then my response to her you know, book translating into different language different stuff all fun she's actually in a different state speaking and I said, all of that, but all I can think about is how our daughter is graduated and about to leave and move out, go to school in a different city, and there's a boy that she's talking to. This is the life of a ministry mom, is that I have all these really fun, feel very honored to have permission, authority, and influence in, but all I can think about is my home. hmm And she said, I'm actually watching videos of my toddler right now and feel the same way. You know, this this tension of I know I'm called to this, I'm leading here, I am meant to be out here, but man, my heart is so here. And I I think the balance comes in, do I have space for feedback when there needs to be an adjustment? Or do I think that this career is what is more important than my family. know, I had a season of depression a couple years ago now, but um, I was trying to do homeschool on my own, and our kids were younger, and do all the things here at Loving and Purpose, and I felt like a failure because I felt like my kids were failing, which is more far more important than any career yeah. that I have. Um, they take priority. And it wasn't until I kind of had... A, honest conversations with everyone here in the office like i can't do it all like this so we needed something to change and then it became the okay you're not on the front of the rocket Brittany. you're gonna take a back seat and loving on purpose and focus on the kids because that is the most important thing and um so i think the balancing comes to can you have real conversations with what's your capacity yeah um good and do you allow feedback from your kids to happen? So,
1: Because they have the best best information experience. They do. (laughs) True. All right, next one. This is a good one. Um, What does it look like to move from a house of control to a house of connection? Some practical tips, please, Miss Brittany.
0: (laughs) Well, get ready to clean up your mess. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I would just get ready. Because if you are a controlling household, you... um, in the process probably make lots of messes because you give lots of orders and you have high expectations and you have high needs and probably not a lot of room for anyone else's. Uh, and I say that in the most loving way because I am a control freak. So I know, um, it's my way, Like this is how I've planned it. This is how I designed it. This is how I think I should go. So when I don't invite, or empower my kids in the process, I try and control it, which typically can feel really disrespectful for them. So moving from that place of control is what is it that I'm needing? Because I need something, and control is how it's manifesting. So I need the house to feel clean. Okay. And my way of controlling that is by You know, demanding everybody do all these things, um, withholding all of the fun until I get this need met, which then starts to feel like you live with a dictator. I'm all for chores and we do that, um, but it feels different when it's a command rather than an invitation to empower. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I I think it's one of the things to consider as well is um, behind control is often scare as well. So even taking a look at what what am I scared of here? Mm-hmm. Because if I can begin to address that and then practice all the tools of connection, all the, all the love languages and the leaning in, the spending quality time together mm-hmm. to, to to build that, um, the fear may not go away, but I have a plan to address it now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there's certain things we're, we're scared of as parents especially that you may turn out like like I did. you may make the same mistakes that I did, you mm-hmm. may, you may, you may. Um, but just paying attention to can I identify the thing that's scaring me Mm -hmm. and and then begin to move in the the opposite spirit and not let that thing become a counselor. Mm -hmm. Because when that's my counselor, the first thing I want to do is control.
0: Yeah. And if you've got little kids and, you know, you're trying to get them out the door, you're trying to have a house that has somewhat of order, dinner at a decent hour, naps, I I think setting yourself up for success, especially if you've got some needs – you probably need to give yourself a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. So, if you're trying to get out the door with your toddler who moves like a sloth and you only leave five minutes, well, you're setting yourself up for failure. You've got to give yourself 20 minutes. And we start the process of do you want to get, you want to pick out your outfit or do you want mommy to pick out your outfit? Okay, you decide or I decide. Okay, mommy's going to pick it out. Do you want this outfit or this outfit? I still give cho- choices there. Okay, you don't wanna decide. I'm going a choice. And so, if I had to fight you along the way, but I've empowered you in all these choices, um, you know, that's probably the very beginning in the early stages of when they're not used to you doing any of this. But the, the choices and empowerment are, are trying to share this control, because yeah. you can share control or you can lose control. And so, I have to be willing to share it. Well, if a, you've got a young child that doesn't understand how to do this very well, Give yourself lots of runway. (laughs) Otherwise, you're really frustrated. Then you jump in and you're just yanking and pulling and wrestling them to the ground (laughs) to get in the car and you've blown up connection. You're frustrated at them. They're crying because they feel so violated and they're angry that they didn't get any say and then all of a sudden that's where our shame and regret starts to settle in because I just violated you. In my need for control.. Yeah. But I needed to get to your doctor's appointment. but I didn't do a good job of giving myself enough time so I could practice empowering you even at two with questions. What's the boundary? I think that's the other piece. Is there's gonna have boundaries in this, and those are great. But what's the boundary? The boundary is that we have to leave at eight fifty five. Okay. Knowing your personality, this is going to take a lot longer. Like Delaney was just so much harder yep. to get out the door. She's still so much harder to get out the door. <laughs> Adeline, not as hard. Lincoln, not as hard. So I learned what it is that I needed to adjust. Yep. And it's the same today. Like, okay, we have to leave at 10.30 to get to church on time. What time is it? Okay, we need to wake up. Everybody up because they're sleeping in on a Sunday or whatever, and because it's gonna take you this long, you this long, you this long. Okay, mm-hmm. if I actually want to leave it this time, now it's different because Delaney can drive. I just say bye. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, that's part of this is set yourself up for success by knowing what it is that you need, yeah. and then empower, empower, empower. The more that we practice empowerment the the more our kids learn, okay, I, I, we get to share this. We get to get a dance. And I don't remember the other day, Lincoln like gave a choice. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was just funny because this is what he's used to is he knows that he has choices and he's 11, but he's talking in choices. Do you want this or this? And like, that's because he learned it when he was two. Yeah. And he knows the value of feeling empowered and... He knows that he's a powerful person. And when you don't get a choice, how does it feel? It feels like I'm being controlled. That's not a very fun feeling. I don't like how that feels. Nobody Mm -hmm. likes how that that. feels. But if that becomes our normal, then we actually go searching for it. Someone control me. And this is how we develop powerless people is we just teach that you either are the one that controls other people or you're the one that other people control. And that's not what we want. Hey, it's Brittany here. I'm normally on The Kylo Show, yes, but I wrote a book. I wrote a book for parents, but I talk a lot about moms. So if you're listening to this and you're a mom who's frustrated, who feels like you're failing, who feels hopeless in this game of parenting that we're in. So if that's you, mom, buy yourself this gift on Mother's Day. It's gonna be worth it. So. I hope that you feel blessed and encouraged by my new book, Imperfect Parenting. You can find it at imperfectparenting.co.
1: And just come back to that comment you made earlier about the uh, share control, learn to share control. You're going to uh, lose it. I guess you use it. You're going to lose control. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to learn to share it. I think that piece right there feels so important because this is often the fear of parents is I'm going to lose influence. I'm going to lose this, this deep connection that I so long for with my child. But I didn't have a plan. And I wasn't sure what to do. I didn't use the tools. So I just try and control you. But really, it's just a, it's not real. I don't control yeah. anybody.
0: Well, even you, you started with influence. But a lot of parents live in the illusion that they have influence. Right. But they just think that they have control. And, and they don't actually have either. And so it happens. They're well, using fear.
1: Using fear, Exactly intimidation but they they want influence yes but the the where this goes is i lose control because my child wakes up one day and goes wait a minute i have to do what you say i can do whatever i want and the illusion of influence walks out the door with them mm-hmm. or, or walks out the heart-to-heart connection mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the most heartbreaking things to watch parents go through that it doesn't mean you can't get it back mm-hmm. and you can't you can't clean a mess up and and solve it and, and go from control to connection, mm-hmm. change the household. But I think that's, that's just an important piece to pause on again.
0: So, to, to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, again, the, it changes in your house of control when you've got teenagers or middle yeah. school or, or even late elementary. But I, the practical piece would be um, set yourself up for success parent with a plan is a, pow- a powerful parent. Um, how good are you at impacting empowerment me- messages to your kids? Are you asking good questions? Do they understand what it is that you need? You know, if I say clean room, does it match what I've got in my head with what it has in your head? Cause hundred percent of the time, no, yeah. it doesn't. Um, <laughs> if I just say that, Uh and, and what is the boundary that I need to keep? Because that's, that's often the thing that we feel violated is that we our boundary that we needed to protect doesn't get protected, mm-hmm. which we d- default into um, control, fear, and punishment, all that. So those are the, the practicals I'd be looking for in this. And, again, clean up your mess. When you overstep and you jump into controlling, barking out orders or angry or any of that, you get to own it, and you get the lead. And we are changing and prioritizing connection. And connection should be really, really loud. Connection should be something that you're pursuing and protecting. And are you doing that? How are you doing that? Do you know how to do that? The love languages are a great place to start. Yeah. You know, are you prioritizing? You know, spending time with them, getting to know them. We had the kids on the Kylo show. They took it over. I don't know, a couple months ago, and. I said, what would you tell parents? And their biggest thing over and over again was to know them. Spend time. And spend time with them. And and so that's a form of connection. And um, there's a lot more grace that our kids have for us, especially if we're willing to lead in humility. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Well said. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> All right. Um... Let's, you should do it. You should, I should do it. Okay, well, we had a lot of fun uh, with this topic <laughs> not very long ago. It got so many views. It was hilarious. I I don't fight on Instagram. I don't know if you realize that. I'm never going to fight on Instagram because um, I think it's immature. Mm-hmm. There, I said it. Um, so here it is, spanking or no spanking. It's not an uncommon question we get. and
1: Almost every time.
0: Yeah, I would say every time in parenting, and I you don't have to spank your kid. Nope. I didn't ever say you had to. Totally. Okay, let's just start right there. <laughs> I didn't ever say you had to spank your kid. I spanked uh, yeah. our kids. I probably could count on one hand how many times Lincoln got spanked. We definitely got better and better. Off hand. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I mean, I was with them more, so maybe it was just full hand, fingers. I don't really know how you count that. Anyways, um, I yeah, so we did spanking. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. If you want a good hoot and holler, go watch the video. Um, but it, it is, spanking is the last tool we ever used, yep. especially as we got better at using all the other tools. Yep. I feel like I need to repeat myself because apparently nobody listens in that other video. Right. But it's funny. It is funny. Um, it is, it's the last tool that we used. It wasn't the first one, and we never beat our child. Um, we weren't abusive. Just for clarifying. Yeah, I know. I feel like yeah, that's that's the problem. Um, and it was a choice. You know, the, the funny thing is a lot of the comments about spanking is that how can it be a choice? Well, it's the same kind of thing as if I asked a kid, you know, do you want to get your shoes on or sit in your room until you're ready to get your shoes on? It's kind of the same choice and they would choose. They it's it's really about empowering them and it again is the last resort. Anytime that we did use it. Um I don't think that spanking should be your first tool. And anytime that I meet with parents that have it as the default and they're like it's not working, I'm like, well, yeah, I bet. Cause that's probably a that's it's a, your the only tool. It's the only tool, and it's not a very good tool to be the one you're leading with. It no. is it is the last tool when they're out of control. Yeah and they're going to hurt themselves they're going to put a hole in the drywall and then we're talking at to a certain point i mean there's definitely an age where you stop spanking yes um and a lot of parents don't know how to do this and not be completely full of rage yes. and anger and using it as punishment and intimidation we didn't do it as that no it was and it, i wouldn't do it if i knew that that was in my heart, I had to figure out yeah. what I was gonna do with me to calm myself down so I could actually use a tool that was helpful. So, again, you don't have to spank your child. No. Um, I know people that don't, and it's been great for them. I know people that don't, and it's, I would say personally, your kid's no fun to be around. Um, but I don't think that they, you do the tools, the other tools, very well either. Mm-hmm. The goal of spanking for me, was always, uh, can you manage getting yourself under control or do you need my help? Now, my children, our children, have never (laughs) confused the word help in their lives as mom's going to spank me. It was, um, I'm going to help you kind of snap out of this moment. And it was done in a space of choice. And then do you need more help? Or are you able to control yourself? I don't think I've ever had to do it more than once like that moment. And it was, I love you. Let's have a conversation. Do you want a hug? Do you want some space? It was all around the context of staying connected. Um, but setting a hard boundary of this behavior, out of control, hitting, punching, throwing things, whatever it is, out of control behavior. Let me help you get back into control of yourself. Do you need more help? And again, it, i the better we got at all the other tools and learning how to diffuse these moments before they escalated, like that's the other part of this tool is that we got to use empowerment, choices. We got so much better at all the other things. Mm-hmm. Spanking got further and further away as a resource, mm-hmm. which is why Delaney got the bulk of it. Guys, I, I'm i sitting here today. My The joke is that I have a quart of wood in my butt from how much spanking <laughs> I had as a child, and I survived. Mm-hmm. I don't have wounds from spanking um, mostly. I mean, I should because early days of spanking was definitely – out of anger but it changed and um, the tools that we have now around it it's so far from punishment and anger and and if I'm not okay I won't use that because I know better because then I am being a punisher but that's just
1: you covered all my thoughts
0: yeah well you should give some (laughs) thoughts because you say it differently than I do
1: (laughs) I I was just I mean you I was sitting there thinking, yeah, that's that. Okay, she said that. Yeah, that's that. Okay, she said that. It's great.
0: I was on a rant. We
1: should get married. <laughs> um but the uh We are. We are married almost 20 years. I know. I, it's
0: been a
1: long time. Um people look at this video and go, "No
0: way." Yes,
1: it's true. You know, 20 years. We started when we were 12. But the when we no longer <laughs> were spanked. <laughs> Sorry. I remember I have memory of my mother chasing me around when I was little like <laughs> exercise trampolines <laughs> trying to spank me because <laughs> our you parents didn't spanking, know any better.
0: Yeah, that's all they did.
1: <laughs> but I think none of the tools that we talk about work when the parent isn't controlling themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like nothing works. And and this is really the model we want to teach our kids is self-control. Yeah, And when you are out of control in society, someone's coming to help you with that. Can you get yourself under control, or would you like my help?
0: Yeah. I won't say anything because I'll i go on another rant, but it's good. Good point. It's true. It's true.
1: And in your job, in your – everywhere you go.
0: If you run down naked on the freeway, I'm someone's coming to help you.
1: Or at Bethel Church. <laughs> That's happened. <laughs> we'll get some help for you. <laughs> Sorry, Bethel Church. But it's, it's true. I mean, um, an, an out-of-control person is – It's not fun to be around. Mm -hmm. And as parents, we let these little things sometimes, and and they can feel big, but we let those things begin to control us and then we lose Mm self-control trying to teach this child how to act and respond and live. And it just doesn't translate. I think that's a lot of the pain is parents for years lived out of control trying to teach their kids something, and they taught them something.
0: Yeah, I mean... Your kids are mirroring you, so if they're out of control, you're likely not very in control. Um, you know, if your kids got a sassy, disrespectful mouth that gets away with it, you might be that, or you might have no boundaries. So they're like, "Oh, there's no boundaries. I get to just do whatever I want." Yeah. So, I, I mean, i I would, I love kind of asking the question, especially when our kids do something that I'm that is not that, I would, that doesn't feel good. And we're around our friends or my coworkers. I ask them, how was that for you? Yeah. Because I'm I want to make sure that the experience of the people that my kids are around is pleasant.
1: Yeah.
0: Because that's great feedback for my kids of, oh, you're not fun to be around. And if you're not fun to be around and you don't ever learn and hear that feedback, and you just keep growing up, you're going to keep being no fun to be around, which ultimately leads to them being rejected, which why would I want to ever do that? So I'm I'm checking in, and we ask questions anytime, and I trust that the people that are closest to us get to give that same feedback of, that wasn't very fun. Oh, okay, good feedback. Yep. We've got a mess to clean up.
1: Which that's hard for a lot of parents to hear. My child was,
0: without being super defensive,
1: was was un, the the experience with your child was unpleasant for mm-hmm. a parent to hear that mm-hmm. is is hard for a lot of par- parents. And uh, what do you think it is? Real quick, let's just pause here for a minute and we'll, and we'll land this plane
0: and Maybe, let, let people yeah. go talk about it. Um, I think a lot of times it's a personal reflection on me, yeah. uh, my identity, yeah. my capabilities as a parent, um, my skill level. So I mean. If my kid picks their nose and eats their booger, does that mean that I'm a bad parent? I don't I mean, they're three. I don't maybe they're hungry, but <laughs> maybe that's I'm not eating them enough, enough, chicken nuggets. But I think this is the part where we everything our child does is a direct reflection onto my identity. Yes. Oh, there's a broken system. So I need to be willing to separate that my child's behavior mm. maybe is an indicator of something that needs to adjust. Come on. Or maybe it's something that here's a great learning opportunity. Let's welcome in some practice feedback. I want to teach my kids how to receive feedback because the world is full of feedback. And a lot of people do it horribly. Mm-hmm. And I want to teach them how do you receive what is valuable and what we should look at. in the, in this huge blanket of horrible feedback, what is the truth that I should actually... Because I, I do get to control that piece. And I want them to learn that, that just because someone says that I think you're an awful person doesn't mean it's true. All right. Well, that exchange probably didn't feel very good. Why didn't it feel very good? Oh, you said that. Oh. So, out of their comment of you're a horrible person, what could you learn and adjust? I want to teach them that. And I want to have opportunities where, you know, my kid didn't have a very fun time. You know, like we got a situation, Addie and walking through with our school, there's a, young boy who doesn't say very nice things and you know he's got some stuff going on which is fine and but I'm going to teach Addie how do we give feedback to this kid and I'm trying to empower her we're doing a great job empowering her to give feedback to practice this because we're practicing loving people speaking the truth in love giving feedback and he's not getting it so then my job our job you know I started the email is hey just want to let you know this is the experience we're having. We want this kid to be successful. We know what's going on. We have value for him. I don't want this to continue. Yep. What can we do? How can we, help? How can we help her be successful when she's not been able to find success when we're practicing having brave communication? And it's, you know, I, we're not trying to punish this kid, throw him out to the the sharks and that's not the goal the goal is can can we give some feedback and have adjustment if not then what's the solution yeah.
1: because nothing changes without healthy helpful feedback
0: and i don't look at this kid and go oh his his mother's awful yeah he, he has horrible parents yeah. i look at this kid and go man we gotta give you some good feedback and see if you can adjust yeah. and if you can't then we're gonna change because that's the good feedback to us. You are not willing to adjust. Okay, what can we do differently? Because we're powerful people.
1: So just to end right here, this last thought mm-hmm. as we we're talking, I was thinking about this, but you know, our our model for parenting is God. Yeah. The 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 best father yes. ever, ever was. And I, I, I think I was just sitting here thinking as you're talking, you know, he he never his identity is never challenged.
0: I'm so glad that he's not rattled by my behavior, by our
1: mistakes, <laughs> our behavior, our bad days. Yeah, and I think that's probably a, a lesson there as well as parents. Like, okay, you know, I'm I, I I'm insecure. I'm I'm a human. There's all those things going on. But but where do I find that security in him? To where I can practice that model for my kid's sake. Mm-hmm. To where I'm I'm not thrown off because you had a bad day. Yeah, I can still bring strength. So so what we're doing. There are some questions we're answering from the conference on the podcast here. Mm-hmm. Very fun. It was great. All right. Till so, next time. Mm-hmm.